Hello, I'm Mike Browning. Welcome to Let God Speak. You can't help loving the book of Psalms. We're going to study the Psalms for this first quarter of 2024. We'll discover the Psalms are not only prayer and praise. Some of the most sublime messianic prophecies are in the Psalms. So we pray that this series of studies will refresh your prayer time and your walk with God. Well, on our panel today, we have Casey Bakerka and Kylie Fisher, and we appreciate you ladies being here today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed. And we invite those who can to pray with us before we study the scripture. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord God, for the privilege of sharing together today from the book of Psalms. And I do pray that your spirit will guide us today, please, in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm. All right. So let's look at some basics first, folks. Um, Casey, who wrote the Psalms? Mm, good question. So probably one of the first people that we would think of is actually um, King David. Mm -hmm. And he indeed wrote quite a few of them. And it's very interesting what he says about himself in relation to the Psalms, because if we have a look in 2 Samuel uh, chapter 23, it's actually David. It's kind of like David's last speech or what the Bible considers to be his last words. And it says... Um, <clears throat> Now these are the last words of David. Thus says David, the son of Jesse, thus says the man raised up on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob and the sweet psalmist of Israel. Yeah, lovely so he words. Record, mm. Yeah, refers to himself as the mm. sweet psalmist of Israel. No, that's really nice. Mm. Um, um, Kylie, do other Bible writers acknowledge David as writing the Psalms? Yes, they do. There are many examples of them, but I'll just read a few verses from Romans chapter yep. four. So this is, of course, Paul, the apostle writing yep. in Romans chapter four and verses six to eight. And he's here quoting from Psalm 32 and he quotes the first couple of verses. So Romans chapter four and starting at verse six, even as David also describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. So, mm. yeah, that's that's quoting. So quite, quite clearly, David, yeah. that's being referred to there. That's true. Yeah. But however, David wasn't the only writer mm. of, the, of the Psalms, was he? Casey? No, that's correct. Yeah, there was a number of other writers. There was um, uh, a fellow by the name of Asaph. He was a temple musician mm -hmm. and he wrote a number of uh, Psalms. And he even wrote one that uh, talks about Jesus' second coming. And we can find that in Psalm chapter 50. Uh, so the 50th Psalm. And at verse three, it says, Our God shall come and shall not keep silent. A fire shall devour before him and it shall be very tempestuous around all around him. Um, and so this is where we, we see some, I guess, deeper meaning coming mm. through some of the Psalms mm. as well in terms of what the Bible teaches. Yeah. Um, but there were others as well. There was like the sons of Korah, mm -hmm. um, were a group who wrote quite a few and uh, Moses as well, um, even Solomon. Uh, right. So there's quite an interesting collection. It is. It authors. is interesting. Mm. So the question begs an answer is when were the Psalms written? You know? 
Yeah, so Moses was the first author, as mm. we've mentioned, and he was writing around about the year 1400 BC. Mm. Mm. And then, of course, David wrote many of the Psalms. He was writing in the 10th century BC. Mm. But the writers of the Psalms go all the way through to after the return from the Babylonian exile. And so this, the, the Psalms actually really spans right from Moses to the end of the Babylonian exile, all of the the period of the writing of the whole of the Old Testament. Yeah, that's interesting. So, that's that's yeah. actually around a thousand years, isn't yes, it? Yes, it time. is. It was mm. a long time. Yeah, yeah. it was a long time. Mm. Um, with all these different authors, mm. and this is interesting, um, how did they all end up in one book of Psalms, you know, because they've written over a thousand years? You know? Yeah. So I think just bit by bit over the centuries, they, the, the, the leaders of the worship, I guess, at that time mm. would collect the, these different Psalms in different collections from the different authors. And um, they believe that Ezra may have had something to do with um, helping to bring them all together as a collection, kind of like we have today yeah. uh, around the time of when um, the the captives returned from Babylon back to Jerusalem when they were rebuilding the temple and everything like mm. that. Um, so, yeah, he would have been instrumental to help bring them together, probably to use in worship in the new temple or something mm. like that. It's conceivable mm. to be. So, yeah, that's... And which would have been think. around about the 5th century BC Correct. too. Which mm. is, so that's good. No, thank you for that. Yeah. That's very helpful. Um, what about it? Do you think some of these psalms might have gotten lost over that period of time? What do you think on that? Uh, yeah, well, look, there's an answer actually in Psalms itself, mm -hmm. I think, as to whether the, the Psalms that we need for us today have been preserved. And that is Psalm chapter 12 and verses 6 and 7. This is speaking about God's word in general, but mm -hmm. it does apply to the Psalms. So, um, starting at verse six, the words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. And then verse seven, thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation mm. forever. So okay. there God gives us assurance that the words that we need have been preserved. Mm. And mm. this wasn't just a supernatural act. So we've mentioned about Ezra and it's very interesting to look in Ezra chapter seven and um, verse six describes that Ezra was a scribe um, in the law of Moses. But verse 10 tells us about how seriously Ezra took his um, he took his mission mm -hmm. um, for Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. So he wanted to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. And mm -hmm. so, the, you know, copying out, collecting of the scriptures was very, very important mm -hmm. in this. Yeah, and yeah. so, yeah, so we can really be assured, like it says in Isaiah 40, verse eight, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand <laughs> for. Thank you for that, Kylie. Now, that's true. Um, and Ezra, being a scribe and someone who focused on the scriptures, naturally, he'd be bringing them all together. So, mm. yes, and that's very helpful. Thank you. Now, people who haven't read the Psalms might just think that they're happy songs of praise, you know, and, and that kind of thing. Would that be a fair summary, would you say? Casey on that. Well, there's certainly a lot of that in the mm. Psalms because that, that's like the high point of, of the Psalms where you have a, a joyful, a joyful yeah. praise coming through. But there's also a lot of other um, elements coming through in the Psalms. And uh, we find, for instance, in Psalm 42, 
and verse mm -hmm. one and two. This is uh, a psalm which is really expressing a yearning after God. And it says, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? And so it's just like an expression of the heart uh, mm. for for what you wish uh, and long for from God. And then there's another example, um, a couple of chapters back, Psalm 35. And if we have a look at some verses here, verse 19 says, let them not rejoice over me who are wrongfully my enemies, nor let them wink with the eye who hate me without a cause. Um, and a little bit further down in verse 24 and 25, it says, Vindicate me, O Lord my God, according to your righteousness, and let them not rejoice over me. Let them not say in their hearts, Ah, so we would have it. Let them not say we have swallowed him up. And so this is kind of like a prayer to God for justice, for him to, you know, have take vengeance on their yes. enemies. And he's obviously in a place where he's feeling really overwhelmed by everything that's going yes, on. It's a desperate prayer. Isn't yeah. It, and it's obviously mm. a, a trial, a hard time. And mm. he's he's crying out to God yeah, for help. And good guides for us here. These, you know, you're in a corner, pray. Yeah, absolutely. God is interested in helping you. That's the point of mm -hmm. the psalm. Now, that's really good. Mm. Um, I, while we're in the psalm, well, of course, that's where we are. But Psalm 77, if you could mm. just turn over to that. Mm. Psalm 77, I'm going to read verse 2. Psalm 77, verse 2. And this is what it says. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. This person is in a desperate state, you can tell. And then verse 10, he goes on to say, and I said, this is my anguish. But, and then comes his, his hope. The hope comes through. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. Mm. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. Um, and I love that. What do you think is happening to this is Asaph, by the way, not David this time. Mm. What do you think is happening to Asaph here? Yeah. So here he's really describing um, an experience of trial and mm. faith. And what he does in order to deal with that is uh, in verse 10, he says, I will remember the years of the right hand of the most high. So he remembers God's past dealings mm. with him. And that's yeah. what gives him comfort and strength in that yeah. time of trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's nothing like having God answer your prayer for help mm. to strengthen your faith. And you do lean back on those times and say, God help me there. He will help me here. Mm. Yeah. Now that's really good. Um, there's some other helpful promises. Do you see it? Some other ones there, Casey? Yeah. For people in trouble? Definitely. There's one that I really like from Psalm 27. And uh, this is from one of David's Psalms. Um, but he says something very interesting in verse 13 and 14. He says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Oh, and then I he says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. And I think this is something which so many of us can relate to because, mm. you know, where he says, I would have lost heart. You know, sometimes we can be in situations where, it seems so despairing that we, we, we are very much at risk of losing heart, you know, mm -hmm. being discouraged. And to, to just remember that in whatever situation we are found, mm -hmm. find ourselves on earth, um, God is there to work for us and to yeah. bring good. Um, this can give us hope in the midst of trouble. It does. And um, 
and courage, as it says there, and God will strengthen our hearts as we wait on him. And he specifically says that he expects to have deliverance in the land of the living, not just yes, when he gets to heaven, right? True, good not point. to the glory land, but right here and now, mm-hmm. he expects to see God's hand. That's very encouraging. It is. Also, mm. yeah. Now, thanks for that. Look, I'm going to read from Matthew 22, verse 43. These are Jesus' words mm. about the Psalms, particularly David. He's specifically talking about David here. So mm. it's Matthew 22, verse 43. He said to them, And Jesus is talking. How then does David in the spirit call him Lord, saying, then he quotes a psalm. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. So um, he's giving us actually, Kylie, a very deep insight into the way the psalms were written or composed and written, isn't Mm. he here? Yeah, that's right. So he says that David was in the spirit and you mentioned um, that it was a quote. So that's actually a quote from Psalm 110. Um, Yeah, it says the same thing. The Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand till I make thine enemies thine enemies thy footstool. Yeah. So he's, he's really directly quoting, um, but it wasn't just the words of David. David was in the spirit. And so mm-hmm. it was words inspired by the Holy Spirit. It's very telling, isn't it? Those few mm. words in the spirit. Mm. And these were not just spiritual people, you know, mm. people of faith writing. Mm. The spirit of God was in them, moving in them. Mm. So that's mm. very important. Um, mm. In fact, um, we know more about how the Holy Spirit inspired the prophets, mm. don't we, Casey? Yeah. Um, so, of course, it's a, a bit of a mystery about how God does that. Um, but he uh, sends his Holy Spirit to work in that person. And um, basically, I think, do you have that as a reference yeah, Kyle, to read? Kyle, Kyle, I was going yeah. to ask you that question. No, no, Sorry. that's OK. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, Numbers 12 and verse 6 mm. says that God um, spoke to the prophets through visions and dreams. And there's some descriptions of some of these visions, actually, in the mm. Bible. Um, for instance, in Daniel chapter 10, that's a description of a vision that was given to the prophet Daniel. We can see from that that Daniel did not actually breathe in some of the visions. So there was sometimes physical phenomena and revelation, of course, is many visions given to John. So, yeah, we we sort of have these brief descriptions of some of these visions, but we don't know a real lot. There is, Mm. you know, always that mysterious element to God's work. There is, isn't there? uh, Only the prophet would fully understand Uh, how the spirit. And probably they didn't even really Mm. fully understand what was (laughs) happening. Mm. But God gave them these special messages. So let's just look at another really excellent verse about this. Second Peter 1 and verse 21. This does give us assurance that the prophets did not just speak their own words. So Second Peter 1.21 says, The prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So mm. they did not choose themselves. God chose them yeah. and he chose them to bear this special message. He gave them these visions and dreams, but they expressed what they saw in their own words. So the Bible actually is very unique Even amongst religious books, the Bible is very unique in that it is a real combination of divine and human working together. Mm, Yeah, thank you for that, Kylie. That's so true. Um, And it's a beautiful picture of the power of the Holy Spirit working through a human being. We're so blessed to have it. Look, I'm going to refer back to Psalms 22 for a moment. Hmm. 
And uh, I'm going to look, read verses 16 to 18. Now, this is a messianic psalm here. Mm. Um, well, th these statements are. And he says, dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. And then they pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing, they cast lots. Um, that's, that's amazing. What do you think of that psalm? Mm. Um, Casey, what does that say to you? Yeah, well, it's very interesting because Kylie was just sharing about how the Holy Spirit is inspiring writers. Yeah. And uh, we find that over and over again in the Psalms that they might be writing something about their own experience or how they feel, mm -hmm. but it turns out to have like a double meaning. Yeah. And this is one of those examples because um, it turns out that the, the details that are described here actually perfectly fit the experience that the Messiah went through, that mm -hmm. Jesus went through on earth, especially during the time where he sacrificed his life for us. So yeah. it talks about piercing his hands and feet, um, counting all his bones. None of them were broken. Um, so you could count them all and then casting lots of his clothing. Like this is all stuff recorded later in the scriptures yeah. that actually happened. And we can see that it's, it's almost like a prophecy uh, yeah. as well. It's amazingly detailed actually, mm. isn't it? Um, even down to the dividing of his garments in verse mm. 18, they divided my garments, but they cast lots for his cloak. Yeah. And it's just, it's there and that's exactly what happened. Mm. So um, there was no accident here. This mm. was a fulfillment of, of exactly what was written. And mm. um, so this is the way the Holy Spirit was working through the prophets mm. uh, in this amazing manner. Um, so just to basically summarize folks where we've been, um, so we've seen that there are divinely inspired mix of hope, um, of despair almost, but reaching out to God in prayer. Mm -hmm. um, there's even anger and sorrow and there's joy as well there too. So all this is in the Psalms and uh, we are seeing God expressing uh, through the experiences of God's people, God's mm. men and women in later visions, um, exactly what he wants us to know. These are for us today. So it's very beautiful. Mm. Um, okay, moving along. Now, Casey, is there any particular psalm that inspires you um, when it comes to worshipping God? Mm. Yeah, there's one, uh, of course, there's many you could choose, mm. but there's one in, which is Psalm 103, and this is a psalm of David. Um, and I think the, the first few verses of this psalm are wonderful in terms of the worshipful attitude coming through. And um, if we read it, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. So blessing, blessing God for who he is. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, and who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Mm. And so this is just a... It's like it's all a, a whole praise um, it's beautiful, isn't paragraph, it? but yeah. it's it's just listing off all of the things that God does for us. And of course, it's very much in the spirit of adoration that yeah. this is coming through. Yeah, you know, that's lovely. Thank you. And um, in Psalm 99 mm. verse 5, mm. um, I'm going to read verse 5 there. It says, Exalt the Lord our God, worship at his footstool. He is holy. Mm. Um, so what... 
reason is given for worship here that stands out for you there. Yeah, Holly. so it's really referring to God's character and mm. ultimately um, God loves us and he hopes for a response of love from us and that comes from appreciation of his character, you know, mm. and, and we compare or we might compare God with other, you know, ancient gods like the, the gods that the Greeks worshipped and so on. You know, they were full of violence and, and doing all of these sorts of things. But God is holy mm. and he's righteous, he's trustworthy. So yes. that's a really wonderful reason to worship. It's a fabulous him. thought that God mm. is holy. Mm. You know, it's unthinkable as to what, what life would be like if God was not holy. Mm. Yeah. You know? So we're so blessed about that. All right, look, thanks. We have to move on. Um, psalm 23. Now, Psalm 23, the shepherd's psalm, is probably the most well-known psalm. Mm. And I'd like us to read it through just because it's such a lovely psalm together. And um, Casey, if you could start for us, mm -hmm. please, um, and read the first two verses. And then, Kyla, you follow the next two. And mm. I'll do the last two, if you like. So it's Psalms 23, and we'll start at this one. Yeah, for sure. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness mm. and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <laughs> Pardon me. Beautiful psalm. Mm. All right, um, let's talk about the main take-home message, Kylie, of the book of Psalms. Yeah, so I think that it is, you know, no matter what our circumstances in life, I mean, we've spoken about how in Psalms, you know, there's prayer, it's, it goes from praise to the depths of human experience. And mm -hmm. so through all these experiences, we can still praise and worship God. We can still reach out to God in prayer. So that, that to me is the take that's, home message. That's great. That's a beautiful message. Yeah. And um, Casey, what sort of Psalms do you like the most? <laughs> that's a tricky question <laughs> because it really depends on the time that you're in, you know, because mm. I think the, the beauty of the Psalms is uh, they they touch on so many different aspects of our experiences that doesn't really matter where you are or how you feel at a certain time. There'll be something in the psalm for you. Mm -hmm. um, and so like there are psalms like Psalm 32 that I like if, I, if it's, I'm seeking guidance. There's like Psalm 103 before if it's praise or you wanting to contemplate all that God's done. Mm. Um, there's various ones. There's ones that inspire faith and trust. Psalm 121 is a favorite of mine, you know, lifting your eyes to God who will help us, um, you know, all of these different things. So basically in, in the Psalms, there's just so, so much mm. um, that's relevant. And so your favorite for one time might change okay. <laughs> in another experience that you're yeah, in. It depends because, upon your needs. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I think that is the intent. And I think that that is what people saw the value of the Psalms yeah. to be for uh, as a sacred writing, that they could be there as a source of comfort and encouragement for us, no matter what we're going through. 
That's right. There's always a psalm to meet our need. What about the sad psalms? Because there are some. Yeah, that's right. So I think we were speaking before about Psalm 35. And I'll just read the first three verses of that. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for mine help. Draw out also the spear and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. And so, yeah, so the writer here, um, this one's by David, and he's um, really, you know, it's a it's a plea for God's help in in difficult times, yeah. praying for God to to defend him. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. That's excellent. Thank you, um, Casey. Um, that's a beautiful picture. Um, how do you respond to the Messianic Psalms? Mm. Um, Psalms 22. We've actually referred to that before. Um, and just a few moments ago, but I, there's a few verses a little earlier than where we read before, verse 14, for example, which continues to describe the experience of the Messiah, Jesus on the cross. And it says, I'm poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it's melted within me. And he goes on to say, my strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death. What sort of response comes from you as you read things like this, statements like that? Mm. Well, I guess as a description, it can probably um, help us have a bit more insight in what Christ went through for us. Mm. So it can deepen our appreciation when we recognize that this is maybe how David felt at one point when he wrote it, yeah. but, but also how what Christ went through. And like it says that you have brought me to the dust of death. You know, Christ, well, he went through, he experienced mm. death for us, didn't he? he did. um, and he went through, as it were, the shadow of death um, in terms of enduring separation yeah. from the Father, in terms of enduring all of the suffering that he went through. And I think that as we gain a deeper understanding of what Christ has done and, and just more and more realize the significance of it, that it can help us to have a greater appreciation for Christ's sacrifice okay, for us. Thank you for that. Mm. Now, the last moments we've got left, um, some of the, the Psalms are written in response to the historical situation that Israel mm. was facing at the time. Um, is there something that we can benefit from, from their experiences, do you think? Oh, uh, yeah, I think that we can because, uh, you know, we're spoken of in the Bible as God's people today are spoken of as, um, you know, spiritual Israel. And there's actually quite a lot of parallels between the experience of God's people, especially over the last couple of hundred years yeah. and ancient Israel. And so... Psalm 105 and 106 are really wonderful psalms. I've actually taken the time to memorize these psalms because I find them mm. so relevant to us. And what I think that we see in these psalms is, uh, you know, Psalm 89 verse 14 says that justice and judgment are the habitation of God's throne or the foundation of his throne. Mercy and truth go before his face. So in God's character, we always see mercy and truth combined with each other. We mm. so much see that um, in the historical Psalms, for instance, in verse um, you know, it's always talking about how God was caring for his people, saving them, even though they were, um, even when they 
were um, not true to him. Yes, mm. he was always faithful to them. Mm. So with their unfaithfulness, it's contrasted with God's faithfulness, yeah. which is just a lovely thing, isn't it? Mm. God reminds us of his mercy. Yes, he's a God of justice, but mercy as well. Mm. But we're going to leave it there. Thank you, ladies. Mm. I really appreciate your input today. Folks, the Psalms are a divinely inspired collection of poems and songs for prayer and praise to God, as we've seen. Occasionally, we can find ourselves in need of prayer and the right words will elude us. Well, we can find every longing that we have expressed in the experiences of this amazing book, the Psalms. So we're glad you joined us today on Let God Speak. All our past programs plus teachers notes are available on our website, 3abinaustralia.org.au. And if you wish, um, you can email us on lgs at 3abinaustralia.org.au. Join us again. God bless. You have been listening to Let God Speak, a production of 3ABN Australia Television. To catch up on past programs, please visit 3abnaustralia.org.au. Call us in Australia on 02 4973 3456 or email radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au We'd love to hear from you.